The following is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Life as a Life Schooler, where we talk about how to merge life with homeschooling. I'm Danielle Papa Giorgio, and today we are talking to Julie Polenko. Julie Polenko loves Jesus and leads worship for the women's ministry at her local church, but her job is, is a 16-plus year veteran homeschooling mom of four children, all of whom have food allergies and special needs, including ADHD, Asperger's, gifted, sensory, sensory regulation issues, and anxiety disorder. Over the years, she has served on her support group's board and founded and led a new support group for Le- for relaxed homeschoolers. She also teaches middle school science workshops for a homeschool co-op. She has graduated two from homeschool and recently became a grandma. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Julie is also a trained master herbalist in Western herbal practice and is completing formal training in aromatherapy. She has managed her family's health, food, and environmental allergies and her own chronic illness for more than 20 years using a natural and integrative approach. She loves fermenting food, urban gardening, finding ways to practice better stewardship, and all things that align with God's gifts to us through nature. Welcome, Julie. I'm so happy to have you today on the show. It's great Great to be here. Yeah, that's... um, I think that we connect on just so many levels because I am into all the organic stuff and all the, the natural healing. I mean, we're, we're totally into all that stuff. In fact, my husband's mother um, was kind of a health nut long before it was cool. (laughs) She was like, like kind of one of the weird ones back in the day. But um, so you and I met online not too long ago. And then, um, I got a copy of your book. You sent me a copy of your book, God Schooling, and I just knew like we needed to connect, which then led to you becoming a speaker in the 2019 Life Schooling Conference. So it was just really neat the way kind of one thing led to another there. Um, and yeah. I, don't even, I don't even remember how we got connected. Do you remember? <laughs> I was um, thinking about that. Was it through the blog series? Um, I think it was through a private Facebook group. Uh, that you were advertising for sponsors and swag bag participants. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah. So from the conference. So yeah, well, tell us more about your book because I love your book. I'm in the midst of like (laughs) 10 different books right now. So I'm always trying to, it's like, there's always too many, there's too many to read and not enough time, but I picked yours up and I started reading. I don't know if I even made it through the first chapter and then I had something else I had to read and it's sitting on my nightstand. I'm like, I've got to get back to that book because it's just so, um, you just really understand the concept of, of what I call life schooling. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about the book and why you wrote it and, and just how that kind of came about. Well, um, there, the book actually uh, was originally written and published in uh, 2011 as Finding Joy, A Christian's Journey to an Unschooled Life. Mm-hmm. And that book, um, that was, it, was, it was self-published and it came out of a need that I saw it um, as I was 
transforming and renewing my own mind about how I felt God was leading me to do our homeschooling. And I read a lot of books and I saw um, emerging websites uh, and there really wasn't anything out there that brought everything together. Uh, what does it look like to pay attention to children at different developmental stages? How does developmental uh, milestones um, mesh with what we ask our kids to do? How does that, uh, how does it look to just live life with our kids and not pay so much attention to grade levels and scope and sequence charts and trying to follow a curriculum. And so I, I guess I wrote the book that I wish that I could find at the store. Mm -hmm. And then some people came to me and said, well, you know, several years later came to me and said, well, now you need, there's nothing in here about high school. You need to write some more about high school. And it was about that time that um, that I crossed paths with a publisher who uh, then helped me to get the book out to all channels and bookstores and things like that. And so it was republished under the God Schooling um, title. And of course, as a fuller book, there um, there's about 80 more pages in this book. Um, Cause it's not, I didn't just add a chapter on high school. I, um, I went through the entire book and added in additional material throughout the book. So um, I it, just being part of different homeschool groups and co-ops and things and being on different Facebook groups and boards, forums, all kinds of stuff, <laughs> trying to see what, what, questions are people posing and and what what did the need seem to be in the homeschool market because there are a lot of how to homeschool type books out there it seemed to me and there's a lot of curriculum based uh guides you know there's a classical education there's um you know uh charlotte mason things and there's a lot of good things that i have pulled from those uh, models but there, a lot of the questions centered around how do I get my kid motivated to do this? How do I get my kid to basically follow what I want them to do that wasn't necessarily what a child that age really was developmentally able to do? Um, and um, how do you get everything done in a day? So um, I, I felt compelled to share my story to encourage others and to include some of some hints of the how-to that people seem to really crave. Yes. Um, and what it can look like, um, and um, some of the books that I found seem to be they had a lot of stories that were really inspiring, but it still was then it, it wasn't balanced with sort of the, uh, I guess, um, the other side of it, you know, so it was, there's, there's stories of this is what this looks like in my life, but then, um, then it, you'd had to go to another book to get sort of the child <laughs> development aspect. So I, I just tried to pull it all together um, for that. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's great. And I think like it's really good that you went back and were able to read back through just taking the knowledge that you had gained over additional years in homeschooling because we're really learning so much along the way. And that's one of the reasons I love to bring in these these veteran pioneer homeschoolers who were doing it way back in the day before, often before it was legal and things were just really in the infancy stages of the modern homeschooling movement. But the wisdom that we can learn from, from these, these that have gone before us, you know, it's, they've, they've learned so much and have so many years of wisdom and experience to glean from. So I think that's great. And, and you mentioned about the how-tos, and that's one thing that I really loved about your talk during the conference because I felt like you really brought it down on a very practical level. And I think I struggle sometimes myself with helping people in this respect because, because I feel like there's so much freedom that we have, mm -hmm. and every family is so unique and is in such a unique situation that for me, my struggle is, well, I don't want to, I don't want to give you too many of the how to's or, you know, kind of lay this yeah. path before you because it can look totally different in your family. But yet I feel like there's structure that, that you provide that you've provided in, in your talk, but also I'm sure you go into more detail in your book as well with just how, how it can look and how, um, you know, just even from the undoing of this mindset, the school mentality that is so entrenched because it's all any of us really know is what yeah. we grew up with. I mean, whether you went to public school or Christian school, it pretty much structurally looked the same. I mean, kids are expected to learn these certain things by this certain grade. And, you know, it's, it's almost like, um, most Christian schools that I know of have just taken that same model and then mm -hmm. applied Christianity to it, which, you know, obviously that's, that's worlds better than, than putting your kids in the public school system, which is just yeah. full of, um, you know, it's just not a good situation for kids to be in with, with that sort of a worldview and, um, just all the evolutionary mindset. But I think it's so important for us as homeschoolers to understand that this is not what traditional education has looked like. Um, I mean, you go back even just a couple hundred years and homeschool is the way that education looked. I mean, this was yeah. what was, was normal, <laughs> you know? So it's just, yeah. it's, we have to be okay with rethinking things and being different and really questioning what we're doing with the education of our children. Um, yeah. And I just, I love the title too, God schooling, because it just emphasizes again that the foundation of our, of our schooling or the education we're doing with our children, it has to be God first. Yes. Yes. And so I, I just love that. And, <laughs> and something too, um, that you touched on is uh, motivation. Mm -hmm. And I see that a lot with a lot of kids not being motivated or, or parents complaining about particularly teenage boys. Um, and I, <laughs> <Yes>. I hear, <laughs> hear that the, the uh, veterans talk about this too. You know, if you have a teenage boy, you need to really understand that they're, they're trying to, grow into adulthood and they want to have this autonomy and it's so it's so true and it's funny even 
even my son, I saw this and, and he's a very compliant, just easygoing guy. And, uh, but you know, he hit that 11, 12 year old age and it was just like heads knocking together. Um, so I don't know if you want to speak a little more to that idea of motivation, but I guess in my opinion, a lot of times, you know, if our children are not feeling motivated or they're really fighting, really need to get to the root of that and figure out the heart of that. A lot of times it's because we're pushing them to do things that they really don't have any interest in and that maybe, honestly, they're not really called to or aren't necessary, aren't necessary for what they are called to. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, especially teenagers need to take a great deal of um, ownership of what, what direction that they feel that God is calling them. And sometimes they're not real sure. Like they, they have some raw abilities or raw interests, um, but, and they're not necessarily sure, well, what career path but they do have some raw knowledge of what um, God has put in them. And that usually shows up earlier in their lives anyway, and tends to be kind of a pattern as they get older. Um, I mean, cause I mean, we are who we are from birth. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, those patterns will tend to show up earlier. And sometimes, you know, there's other things that, influence their thinking about who they are. There can be um, maybe an overemphasis by their peers or by uh, other adults in their lives, um, or even just themselves as they look around at society. Well, you know, this particular skill isn't valued, uh, so I'm not going to really pursue that, even though that's my bent. And mm. so then I can become, you know, kind of depressed and unmotivated because of that. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes there's um, a lack of motivation because uh, there are uh, some learning issues that come into play. Some, some kids have learning differences that make it harder for them. Like if you're asking them to do a lot of reading or that's all they're presented with and that's a challenge and they, you know, really need some other means of learning they can become discouraged that way. Mm -hmm. um, the teenage boy thing, I, I just want to touch on this because I've seen so many um, problems with this. This is such a pattern these days, uh, especially, mm -hmm. is that they're very much into the video games. And yes. that really zaps motivation. That mm -hmm. has to be seriously controlled by... Um, whatever means that are necessary to control that so that it drives them to channel their desire to um, sort of prove themselves and their naturally competitive nature and their desire to, um, you know, for conquest uh, is channeled into more productive activities that will, um, that will move them forward and that will reveal more of what God has put in them. Um, it's very yeah. difficult to develop skills if your time is spent doing um, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, so that, th those are just some things that I've seen with motivation and, you know, um, that 
just to take a look at is what, what are the influences and what are the requests and um, what kinds of things as the uh, young person involved in that may just throw a wet towel on their, uh, that, that burning um, desire for curiosity, their natural curiosity and um, their natural desire to learn. Right, right. And I think, I think it's important, too, for people to understand that if you wait until they get to that age to start putting those limits, you're really going to be in for some struggles. Oh, yeah. Because, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is something, and we never really struggled with this, and I'm not sure why exactly, but I think maybe because we just always had some rules around video games. They could only yeah. play them after their chores were done, and they had to turn in a ticket for, um, they got 15 minutes of um, game, you know, online mm -hmm. game playing per ticket. And each ticket was awarded for the afternoon chores, the morning chores, the evening chores. So, mm -hmm. so there were limits there and they could spend them how they wanted to, which, which made it kind of nice. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget. My son reminds me of this. <laughs> we laugh now, but he saved up all his tickets tickets from like a week one time <laughs> and he was like okay I'm cashing these in <laughs> wow like, no you're not <laughs> so it was it was just funny so he had to learn the hard way that it didn't work exactly that way <laughs> we weren't gonna binge on video games but um, yeah. but you know I think just putting those limits in ahead of time so they always know that that it's limited and I think another thing that yes. we always did was explain why you know, we were always telling them, this is really a waste of time. I mean, it's okay if yeah. you need to just burn off a little steam or whatever, but think of what you could be doing. We, we talked a lot about time wasting in our house. And I think because mm -hmm. I felt that when I was young, I had all these dreams, but I ended up just wasting a lot of time. And now, you know, as you get older, you realize how precious time is. And I wish I could have those, those hours back now. And so yeah. I think just getting to the heart of it and why do we have these rules? Um, when they're young, explaining to them how precious time is and getting that through to them, I think made a difference for us as well. Yeah. No, we did a lot of the same thing, but um, the, I always, there was always a limit on screen time in general. And, um, you know, it was, it was a one hour limit and other things had to be done first and you could not save it for the next day. So if, <laughs> You know, if you didn't get it that day, you didn't get it that day. Oh, well. Right. You know? Oh, well. <laughs> Life um, goes on somehow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and um, there, when, the, when my older kids were smaller, there really, there really weren't, um, I mean, they, they, there was still the CD-ROM games, you know. So oh, yeah. It was like, <laughs> Um, so I, I mean, I really, it, it was, it was kind of fun that way. And, um, so it, it helped to have those limits and we, we, we did yes. the same thing, Danielle. We talked about it and like, you know, how much fun they would, they had together and all the things that they did and made and, and, mm -hmm. um, and learned with their time. And mostly the screen type time was just it was kind of like a, you know, it was like, can I have my 
my relaxing, you know, sort of brainless time is kind of how they right. like to think of it is like, just like zone out for an hour or so. And, you know, you've done yeah. a lot of thinking and learning. Today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that's how I always think of it too, which is why I also, I also kind of get curious when people tell me how much their kids are struggling with the video games. It makes me wonder how much of this um, school at home type of approach and the really heavy academics, like mm. are their kids just kind of feeling burned out and mm. trying to, you know, kind of escape because they're just feeling over overworked mentally. And, um, you know, so I always kind of wonder about that too. It's definitely... Yeah worth some consideration. Yeah, so that's no, true. Yeah, so tell me, I want to talk a little bit because when I was reading through your bio, I'm like, man, that is a lot of health issues and like allergies <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> you know, most of, there's are a lot of people homeschooling that just get overwhelmed just homeschooling, but then you throw in all the extra things that you have to balance um, in life and it can get really tricky. So tell us a little bit more how that helps shape, shape a more relaxed approach or, um, you know, just kind of how you navigate through that with, with your homeschooling. Well, um, <laughs> I will say that, um, yeah, it, 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 it can be time consuming to make everything from scratch. Yes. Um, I mean, when they were uh, not, not too long ago, I mean, I, I really made everything from scratch the bread wow. bagels everything and yeah. then I just got kind of burned out on that and it was like my husband said to me okay I why don't you just buy it for a while okay we'll just budget a little differently and you just buy it for a while because I could see that this is really wearing on you and um, <laughs> yeah I mean it was kind of fun because I learned a lot about fermenting and like real sourdough from scratch and all this kind of stuff but it, it does get a little challenging and of course it took a lot of time um, and but I use some of that as educational opportunities they learned an awful lot about you know how bacteria work um, but, you know, more than that, part of the reason that I was, that I really felt like I was calling me to just let things, some things go with the whole sort of curriculum driven thing is that, you know, ADD, kids with ADHD, kids with Asperger's, um, really learn best with relevant experiences like they don't transfer skills from a worksheet to real life application very well or from a textbook to um you know to how you might do things in in regular in everyday life it just it it doesn't they don't they don't make the connection necessarily it's like learning it all over again mm -hmm. um and so it's better to just teach them that way in the first place. Um, kids with Asperger's in a school setting, they they have to, they teach them life skills within the school, um, whereas if they were home, and they try to do that through role modeling and it doesn't always go so well. Um, 
But if they're home, then they learn those life skills in a natural setting where they're used without having to learn it in school and then try to figure out how to apply it when they're at home. Um, so that, that really um, helped me a lot. And it made so much sense, like looking back now, it's like, that's why God told me to do it this way, because I would never have been very, been able to do this successfully if I had tried to stick with a, you know, step-by-step curriculum all the time. Right. I, mean, that I never use anything like that. I may use it as a tool, or that may be, you know, some of the books that may be helpful in some ways. I mean, high school math is kind of hard to yeah. <laughs> do it in other ways. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know. Although I was surprised, Andrea Hall, her um, presentation, she had some really good ideas. Yeah. yeah. But um, so that, that really um, helped me to help them better. Um, right. You know, kid, the, the child with ADHD learns they can focus best when they hyper-focus on their passions. Well, that to me um, said, well, if I can allow these kids to work in their passions as much as possible, would that help them be able to focus better when they're being asked to do things that are more tedious and mundane and aren't necessarily passion driven, would they be able to find a way to bring that into their passion? Could I find a way to bring into their passion? And so that, and I did, and, and they did, and they're able now, um, those two are adults now and they recognize their challenges, but they are able to figure out how to use that to their advantage. And they, and they learned and they um, learned in context and they learned in their passions. And then um, my, uh, the, um, the Aspie uh, children, um, they, they learn at their own pace, how to interact with other people from the social skills aspect. And because they have older siblings, that helps a lot too. So they're around people who, um, who talk to them and interact with them in a uh, gentler way uh, and can give them instruction on, well, you know, that you're talking about yourself an awful lot. You need to ask me some questions, you know, because there are some challenges that way with um, children with Asperger's. They don't, you know, they don't always pick up on the social cues and don't always know um, those interactions, but, um, but they, they've been able to learn those things and, um, and without being ostracized by their peers, without having to go to special classes, right. which I did try um, some uh, like interaction with a psychologist with one of them. And she, um, she could kind of see right through the whole thing and just decided she wasn't going to cooperate. Hmm. And, you know, so... I, I like to think, well, you know, therapy is nice and, you know, the, those interactions are nice if the child 
will cooperate. It may right. help. The child will cooperate. But if the child doesn't see that they need that help and they won't cooperate, then the, no amount of therapy is going to be able to help that child. So, right. um, so exactly. yeah, at any rate, they, the style of homeschooling uh, interacted well with their challenges and, um, and made it much more pleasant and fun for me. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's important too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we have to remain sane throughout this whole process as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it's really neat when you were talking. I mean, I just, I was thinking about the difference between if you had had them in a traditional school around mm -hmm. peers and, and others, <clears throat> excuse me. And just the difference between that and being in a family where they're loved and understood better because, you know, you're with them all the time. And so you get them. Yeah. And I just think that's, that's the best option. It's just such a gift that they're, that they are able to be with you every day and to learn in a gentle environment in a way that works for them, which really is one of the key things about life schooling the definition is the individualized process of discovering your child's God-given gifts and talents, primarily through real-life experiences that happen within the context of your family's unique situations and missions. So one of the questions that I had for you is if there was a part of that definition that really particularly speaks to you. And, um, and you know, I think you've shared with us, too, some part of the question was to share with us about how your family life schools, which you have kind of done that already, but but I imagine that's one of the, the real um, things that speaks to you is this individualized process. Would that yeah. be so? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, our, our home school is impacted by an urban environment too. Um, okay. You know, um, so because of where we live, I was able to do a lot of field trips um, and there are a lot of museum classes and things available. So they were able to do a lot of hands-on uh, learning, which is really key for these kinds of kids. Um, and yeah, and as I had mentioned, um, with the individualized learning for these kids and allowing them to just work with their work with their passions um it it allowed my especially my older son to gain a lot of self-confidence mm -hmm. um he also has severe dyslexia and um so you can imagine what his experience would have been like in a school uh yeah you know um so not only would he be in special ed for dyslexia, but he would, you know, it would also be ADD and they would try to, you know, tell me to do things I really don't agree with for him. And, you know, sometimes it's a real challenge for those kids in, uh, with, with, with those compounding factors in their learning and they can become of course, very discouraged, but because he was home and because I could individualize and accommodate and um, because he was able to learn through a lot of 
face-to-face and hands-on and environment, you know, the environment um, Mm -hmm. where there were, there are so many museums and there are a lot of um, outdoor forested types of spaces and uh, he, he thrived and um, he has excelled because of that. And he's such a confident young man, so confident Mm -hmm. and sure of who he is and his abilities and he just astounds people and they 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 make comments about um how um how skilled and how knowledgeable he is and i don't believe that that would have happened if he had not been home with me yeah that's great Sorry, go ahead. No, that that that's just one example of how um, the way that we chose to educate him using a, a life schooling model and the individualized process and the taking advantage of our environment. Um, that's just one example with him. Um, you know, the, of course, I've, the other three have also been greatly impacted that way, but he. The impact on him has been the most dramatic and, um, you know, from uh, just the things that they told me about him just really were so negative when he was assessed, they were so negative and I I um, was determined that to prove them wrong and, and (laughs) we did and we did. So, you know, that's great. um, so it's a testament to God's to God's greatness and God's uh, God's um, hand in how everything, of course, unfolds. And just by obeying Him and by taking His direction and His leading and saying, "Okay, yes, I'm going to give up what the world says and I'm going to trust you," mm-hmm. uh, what's possible? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I think it's so good for people to hear a story like yours, because I think so often we, um, (laughs) we twist that verse around and into, we walk by sight, not by faith. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're always trying to reason through things and figure things out on our own. And does this make sense? And should we do this? Or should we do that? And we forget that God is in control. And if we really feel him calling us to do something, he's going to make a way and it's going to bring glory to him. And so often, you know, those reasons, I have a a quote that, um, that I've shared on social media, but um, it's something to the effect of often the reasons why you can't homeschool are the reasons why you should. Yes. Because I really (laughs) think that, you know, it shows God's amazing grace and how he's in charge. And he, he is the one that equips and, and gives these children exactly what they need. Even when we don't feel maybe that we are equipped. I mean, you know, a lot of people I think in your position would say, well, we should really hand him to the experts and really put him in, in the system because they've figured this all out and they've got a method. And, and, you know, I think that's probably going to be the best way. And, and it would be so easy to do that. But when you seek the Lord and you feel him calling you 
a certain direction, then you just have to step out in faith and do it and walk by faith and not by sight. So I just think it's wonderful to hear stories like yours because it's a testament, like you said, to, to God's hand in things and that um, when he calls us, he's going to equip us to do it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it's wonderful. So why don't you share with us just kind of in closing some of the gifts and things that you have seen developed in your children through life schooling and, and how those have really come out? Because I think it's, it's wonderful, especially given the challenges that your children have faced. It's wonderful for people to hear that, you know, in some ways we might think of children with challenges like this as different. I think we can tend to respect to their label, but they're just people too, (laughs) you know, they're just normal kids also. They just have some, some special issues that you have to try to, to deal with on top of that. But tell us, share with us just some of the gifts and things that you've seen develop in them through homeschooling, through life schooling. Well, I, um, I never made it an issue. Like, uh, I mean, they know what their issues are, but like, I never made that like a big issue. I just adapted to who they are. So the things that um, really stand out to me is that, I mean, the older two are graduated um, and my oldest daughter, you know, I am a grandma, she has a baby and um, she said that she would like to homeschool her daughter. And, um, you know, she's just an infant, but she's expressed that. And that um, means a lot to me because that says that, and she said too, that she had the best childhood and um, that she had so much fun and she learned a lot and she um, comes across articulate and, um, you know, informed and just, the way that she speaks and the way that she writes. And she, she was selected um, through a, um, it, you had to apply uh, for, a, pro, for a, a writing program to be mentored by uh, women journalists uh, in Chicago. Oh, wow. she, did, she did get into that program and she did, um, do some uh, some art courses with uh, one of the faculty at the school, the Art Institute, and um, she was en- enriched by that. And she she's taken upon herself to learn a lot of digital art. They're they're all very adept with um, digital tools. Um, so she she's learned to create some basic websites, but she mostly she likes to use and. Uh, uh, help folks using the Adobe suite, the Adobe creative suite. Um, so that's kind of some things from her and my son, he's expressed that he would like to learn um, website development um, and design because it meshes well with what he already does, which is um, also more digital type stuff, 3D printing, 3D uh um, modeling and 3d animation and he uses the software and has created some little shorts and stuff like that um, and he his ideas um, his entrepreneurial ideas actually he he won something too <laughs> I, mean, oh, wow. I, I mean he 
he won second place in an entrepreneur competition at our uh, local library. So he um, huh. he also won first place uh, in a VEX competition um, when he was in middle school. So he, he's done some cool things because he, uh, growing up, got a lot of opportunity to build things with his hands. And so he has a really uncanny ability to be able to rotate things in his mind hmm. um, and see things from all angles in his mind and just looks at something and understands exactly what needs to be done to fix it. I mean, he, he fixed hmm. the hard drive in his computer recently. I just, I couldn't oh, wow. like okay, you know, that's cool. <laughs> um, that's neat. So, you know, so he does that. And then, you know, um, um, and so he's, he, he, right now he's working, you know, to save up some money to do some additional coursework. Um, and the younger two, uh, my, my daughter has, um, she, she does some really interesting things. She's, she's, she's also has an entrepreneurial bent and had a cheese, a custom cheesecake business for a while. Oh wow! Yeah, so she would do uh, gluten-free crust, and uh -huh. she would also just um, you know create cheesecakes to order. Um, and um, she also created probably ten different websites with Wix. So she knows she's they're they're beautiful. I'm like, why are That's you making? Nice. Well, because I want to do a book review site, and I want I don't like the way. <laughs> Like turns out for I mean I mean just I thought well you you go girl you know like <laughs> um, you go for it and that she is my um, diagnosed Aspie and that girl has more friends than any of her siblings that love her and you know they treasure her she's out with them all the time um, and it. She just has such a closeness, such a uh, great group of kids. And she's spending the summer teaching five-day clubs to um, five-day Bible clubs through Child oh, Evangelism yeah. Fellowship. So, um, so a child, yeah, she, she's out there speaking to kids and talking about the gospel. So I'm, I'm really proud of her and, and what she's doing. And my little boy, he, um, he creates medieval and ancient weapon type things from nails and screws oh wow yes he pounds them out and um and he has swords and axes and all kinds of little things he's actually even created a tiny um working rifle uh, like it's as big it's like you stretch your thumb to your index finger that's about how big this little rifle is oh wow I mean it's all working parts and he made it himself from scratch that's amazing so that's what that's what he does I might post some on Instagram or something so yeah. people can see this stuff because it, it's just like and it's got he puts all these little like little finial type details and stuff little jewels on there and, and <laughs> It's really, I'm like, okay, you, you need to consider like maybe making them as like letter openers or something and selling them. Because yeah, I, that's really, really neat. They just look really neat. Um, that's very I mean, cool. Yeah, and here's something weird. He, he is my kid that um, would 
bolt out of the museums because of the uh, the sound, how people's voices echo in there. Oh. And this kid plays drums. <laughs> yes. I guess he got over his noise he thing. Drums. <laughs> I, I said, I thought that noises bothered you. And he says, well, only certain kinds of noises. I, I think it has to do with the pitch or something. But I just thought, I just huh. found that really odd. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you just never yeah. know. <laughs> but, um, wow. and he's just like a walking encyclopedia himself. Like all kinds of things about tiny animals. So, huh. but, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I think it's really neat to hear all of the, all of the different things that your kids are doing. And I think it just emphasizes again, something that I try to emphasize to parents is that our kids need time because I mean, I'm sure you didn't organize a class for how to make tiny tools out of. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know where we got that idea. Yeah. It's so creative, but that's the thing is our children need time and sometimes time to be bored even. Um, Yes. You just think and and let that creativity flow because they'll come up with some really interesting things and that's just that's a lot of fun. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, <no>. I. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just so important for them to be given that time to to develop stuff like that instead of filling the schedule with so many different classes and and organized activities and things. It's the balance there. It's important. But I think we're going to wrap it up with our interview. I'm sure that we could talk all day long. I feel like it's funny, these interviews, I always try to keep them to, you know, a certain length, but it's it's just hard because I enjoy talking to my guests so much that we tend to get a little carried away. <laughs> but thank you for coming on today, Julie. It's been oh, sure. really fun to talk to you, get to know you better and how you've done life schooling in your family. I appreciate you being on. Sure. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And that's life as a life schooler. Hope you'll join us next time and be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Happy life schooling.